Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Ryan. And this is our CIV podcast. This is our first episode of the podcast, and we're really just looking to build a platform uh, where people can share their stories on an intimate level, uh, whether it's young adult or an elder or a young person. Uh, we really just want to create a platform for people to just share on yeah. the couch. We're yeah. on a couch right now, if you're listening. But if you're watching, we're on this couch. <laughs> Comfy vibes. That's what we're trying to create here. Yeah, so um, maybe going forward, it could be you. You share your story with us and we can commu- talk and, you know, share our, our stories. We all go through our testimonies and we all go through our journeys. And I think um, to create a space where we can be vulnerable and we can learn from one another. So, yeah, I hope you guys stay tuned for more coming up. And we're so excited for what we have planned for everyone going forward. Yeah. So for our first episode, we are talking about um, specifically our faith stories. Yeah. Uh, so Alex, let me ask you a question. What's your what question? is a faith story? Yeah, I think like you've been saying this earlier, like everybody's faith story is so different because we're all so different. And I know I like what you mentioned earlier was our walks with God, like like the connection that we have they all come in different forms i mean for me personally it comes through music i'm learning also different ways what that looks like as well um but i mean it's very personal as well i will say like it's to each their own yeah i said faith story but i we could also refer to it as faith journey right right and it could literally be a journey of faith right yeah but yeah every everybody's faith journey is different everybody experiences jesus differently very true yeah um so we're going to start out with faith journeys this episode. Um, hopefully, we can bring in some other people so they can share their yeah. faith journeys as well. But um, let's dive it in. Why are you here? How did you get here? How did I get here on this couch? That's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, I was born and raised in the SDA church. Um, I I am third generation SDA. Ooh. Yeah, my grandpa, he's an SDA, then my dad, and now me. Um, so I think... Like, maybe some people can relate to this. Like, when you first get into it, I mean, that's all you know growing up. Like, Saturday was church. Till sundown, you can do whatever you want. Well, not whatever you want, but, you know, like, there's no playing, running, stuff like that. Um, But I think um, for me, like, growing up, um, I did move around to different churches. And it took me some time to end up here at CIV. I was at a Spanish church. I was an English church. And then here I am at... Another English church. So I've experienced quite a few different um, dynamics of the SDA, like, you know, mm-hmm. community and church. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, I think it's grown me into the person that I am to experience all those different types of churches, which don't get me wrong. Like, I think we can all learn from each other. Um, but yeah, I... Um, yeah, sorry. I'm just thinking about all <laughs> my times that what brought me here and I think it's every day is a journey I'm thinking about it um but for me it took a lot of growing it took a lot of understanding as well I mean I think I'm still growing and understanding um but at one point in my life I will say it's safe to say like I did go through religious trauma and it it really impacted me and unfortunately it resulted in me having to leave a church and eventually I think Things do come around. There is, you know, if we truly understand, we see the bigger picture. And it brought me to here, CIV. And I think truly this is where I belong, even though I went through so much um, as a kid. Um, and I'm still learning as a young adult. But 
yeah, it brought me to where I am and I'm still learning even here. When I first got here, I didn't like think I'd be serving here on this couch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it took me a long time coming, I, th- I will say. Sure. Yeah, okay. can, we, can we unpack that? Like sh- your yeah. religious trauma, I guess. Okay. So what are some, what were the things that happened in your previous church before coming here to CIV? Yeah. That kind of contributed to that, contributed to that. It's, it was really when I was like in a, as a teenager, um, I was like 13, 14, the church that I was attending, I was part of Pathfinders and Pathfinders. Yeah. If you know. Yeah. You know, if you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are the Pathfinder strong, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was something that I like really liked going to church for, if I'm going to be honest, mm-hmm. like it was what I waited for to go see my friends and to go sit and, you know, be rambunctious and you know we would always wait for sunday to come because it was pathfinder day wait you guys had church you guys had pathfinders on sundays yeah so we'd go to church we all meet on saturday and then we'd like you know chill and like have potluck and stuff like that and then we'd do stuff after and then sunday would come and we'd be like yeah time to see each other again and that's then, like, crazy yeah so it was like a weekend of just like hanging, hanging out wow um but it was it wasn't it was more than that i think like we were also did like looking back at it i'm like we really did impact our community as well we did like bottle drives and um we would go like to soup kitchens and all that and it was an experience i mean as a 14 year old you really don't know you're not really entirely like sure of what you're doing because you're like all my friends are doing it let's all good go do it like yeah. this is fun you're spending time with your friends mm-hmm. but i guess like looking back at it, i'm like i didn't really realize that i was benefiting the community i was out there we were you know, doing ministry. But yeah, so it was a really important part of my life during that time. I I met a lot of my close friends and some of them did not like have Jesus at home and they found Jesus here at church. And thankfully I can say my parents, like, you know, I had Jesus at home, but I think about it and I'm like, this is where they found home sometimes. Um, So those people were really close to me. And at one point, I think it's it's kind of sad to say that the older people of the church did not like that. And they saw that they, the exact words were a social, social group um, rather than actually, you know, what we were doing. They couldn't see beyond what we were In doing. In reference to your Pathfinders. Yeah. Yeah. They were saying you guys were a social group? Yeah. Okay. So it was just unfortunate because... They just didn't really get to know us as a whole, I think. If maybe if they did, maybe things would have turned out differently. But unfortunately, um, it came down to they did not like what we're doing. And um, also because of conflicts with like the adults, it affected us. And um, it was just like, no, you have to stop what you're doing or leave. Um and it was a battle, I think, not only like spiritually, but like in the church too. Like I will say there was division and it's very unfortunate because I'm like, I think about that and I'm like, why, why are we dividing as a church over, I'm sorry, a silly Pathfinder group. Like it doesn't make any sense. We were doing God's work, I believe, truthfully. And yeah, I just remember at one point, like there was a board meeting and I I was like, I don't know, 13. And I appreciate my dad. He gave me the space to be vulnerable and to to go up there and stand before all these older people and say, this is not fair. Like I was crying saying, how can you do this to us kids? And usually I was like, I, I cry at home, you know, like I keep that at home. But I was like, as a kid, I was like, no, I feel like I have to go and tell these people and say this. And 
I just remember like crying, like, this is not fair. How can you guys do this to me? But I guess even after all the tears, nothing really fixed. So we had to leave. I think it was a point where my parents were also like, okay, well, we can't stay here if our kids don't feel entirely accepted. Um, which is unfortunate because like we were, we didn't know any better as well. Like we were just kids. It's kind of sad that like the older people of the church were fighting a bunch of 14 year olds. That's literally, that's literally what it was. But, um, eventually we went on our own faith journey as a family as well to go find our next home church, which we went from like Filipino church and different churches as well, which was very exciting because also like we get to experience different cultures as well. Um, so I appreciate that as well, but it eventually brought us to CIV and, um, got to reconnect with some of my friends too, that I've known since kindergarten. And, um, here I am like serving. And I think when I first got here as well, I, I didn't think that I'd be, you know, doing what I'm doing. It also took me a step to like be vulnerable and be like, Hey, I want to be part of this team. I want to do this. But yeah, I think even with that, with that whole experience, it did traumatize me in a way because I was like 13 it made me scared for also the next church that I was going to go to. I was afraid. And my parents know this as well. I was anxious. Like, am I going to feel accepted for whatever reason? Because truthfully, I think I don't really understand the whole reason of why they were so upset with what we were doing with Pathfinders. Maybe I'll never know. But um, I've learned that, you know, I can't also let people dictate my walk with God because Mm -hmm. it's my own. Like you said, like, it's personal. Yeah. It all looks different. Yeah. And um, just because I'm not accepted by, like, it hurts. As a kid, it hurts. It really does hurt. Like, when you look at the older people, those are people you look up to. But the older I got, I realized, like, and I'm learning as well, like, you know what? That only matters, like, with him. I know I'm accepted. I know I'm his child. And, yeah, I got, I mean, I got over that. It still hurts. It's still unfortunate. But, um I think it's my story as well. I make that my own story. Not just trauma, but I make it my own story. Yeah. And yeah. Okay, let me challenge you then. Okay. This is not on our list of questions, but I just feel compelled to ask Okay, yeah, you. yeah. Do it, do it. Um, in terms of, of now, your, your faith journey, who you are now, you've grown into the, the Christian that you are now. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a healthy relationship with maybe the older generations within the church? What does that look like now to you? Yeah. Um, that... That's a good question. I will say, I mean, I feel like there's no one right answer, but I even appreciate what Pastor Nim did last week. We're in, what, November 2023? Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, one of these Saturdays, he got us to go and um, go pray with somebody who's 60 and older, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to name age drop or anything Yeah, yeah, like yeah you're, right, anyways, you're right, you're right. 60 and older, know, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was just like, wow, like, you know, there's people that are out there we can learn from. And I think, like, they also have a story to tell. And I think they also can learn from us as well. And I think it starts with, like, that, a bond. You have to, like, also create a bond. Like, even, oops, sorry. But sitting here, like, you know, talking and being becoming vulnerable, it's so easy to just be like, hi, happy Sabbath. Oh, you know, like, it's very easy to do that. Yeah. But I think also, like, engaging with them and prayer was beautiful i think when they were praying for me i was i got very emotional i was like they want to see me succeed they want what's best for me and i was just like hearing that from them rather than just like you know like when i see them they're just like oh hi you know what i mean like 
hearing that personally from them was really like beautiful to me and i think yeah i think a connection and just talking and being vulnerable to one another i and knowing that we all have our differences no matter what like i think there's so much we can learn from each other even though i'm like sometimes i feel like i'm 23 what can i teach but i think that's where i also have to let my guard down as well and know that yeah people can learn from me as well I think. yeah but that's cool so if you could describe your faith journey in three words oh man what three words would you use yeah um after all of that it was a beautiful story um yeah you really stumped me with that um with that last question the what three words oh the three words yeah, the yeah three words one yeah i feel like i can't say like 10 words but three words contain yourself yeah, yeah. yeah it was very bumpy i will say bumpy yeah Solid. a lot of obstacles i think and yeah i mean i was surprised as well like i didn't think i'd be where i am today i'm gonna be honest i think in the end of it all it was very beautiful i think even through the brokenness that was whatever i went through to get here i think it was beautiful and it made me the person that i am so yeah bumpy surprising and beautiful bumpy surprising but beautiful yeah that's poetry yes beauty in the chaos oh <laughs> beauty in chaos that's three words right there Alec that's even said better that. i said that see record it right now record it, put it on a t-shirt yeah valley oh not valley go you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah i, I know, yeah. If you know, you know now that you have grown uh now that you're here at civ uh your faith journey has brought you here yeah uh, what are some of the ways that you're serving here at civ as a young adult yeah i mean it took me a while to actually get involved i will say um but I do serve on the worship team, um, the young adult leadership. I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's what I have currently. I used to serve on the cafe team as well. And then I did a little bit of journeys for some part of the year, which I will say that was so special to me, even though it was like for like two months. But spending time with 12-year-olds and learning about Jesus together is very beautiful, I will say. It's chaotic, but beautiful. It takes time for them. Yeah, yeah, there you, there go. you go. There you go. It takes time for them to settle down, but they listen and they, they're just, every time I see them, they're like, hey, hey. And even though it was like for like two weeks, I was teaching them. So, Journeys of Sabbath School? Yeah. Here at uh, Savvy? Yeah, here at Savvy. Oh, okay. It's like 11, 12, something like that. Cool. 10, 11, 12. But yeah, I, I serve on the worship team and um, young adult leadership currently. Yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah, so what about you? But oh. I feel like behind ryan acosta there's a story there's a story yeah. yeah i guess there's a story so i i've just moved here to civ i'm pretty new um but uh i'm from winnipeg winnipeg manitoba okay uh i winnipeg feel like Jets. i feel like every time i tell somebody that they get a little surprised okay. uh but yeah i'm from winnipeg um and you know i grew up sda too i'm also a third generation uh so my grandmother was uh sda and then my mom when she immigrated here she's 18 um and then yeah moved on to my family but um growing up i think going to church was like routine for mm -hmm. me it was like i was just following my parents to yeah. church i was just going to church because i had to go to church right yeah i was going to pathfinders because i was told i needed to go to pathfinders mm -hmm. and you know the sda faith was never my faith it was mm -hmm. my parents faith and i was just following them wherever they went as usually you do when you're a, a kid in that yeah. growing up in sda church but I don't think I ever found who Jesus was for me until I was maybe around a teenager as well. Um, I was baptized at uh, 10 years old. Uh, it was on my birthday. 
very significant for me. Nice. Uh, but I was 10 years old and I was just excited to be baptized because being baptized was like the thing back then. Yeah, it made you cool. And it was like, oh, are you baptized yet? Yeah. No. Oh, you can't eat the you can't eat the bread <laughs> yeah, and the wine yeah, yeah, during yeah. communion. You have to wait your turn. Yeah, you got to wait till you're baptized to eat <laughs> yeah. that. But then it's like, oh, I was like super excited to be baptized because yeah. then I could eat the communion food, right? <laughs> Yo, that that stuff slaps. Me, I will say it's really good. I will say so. Uh, but yeah. Uh, they do open communion now so yeah. like you could eat it even if you're not <laughs> baptized but at the time i was just really excited to be baptized not just because of the communion bread but, be- but because i was excited to whatever people were saying about baptism mm-hmm. i was just excited to be baptized but even after I, ba- I was baptized i think i was expecting like this big thing to happen mm-hmm. um and i just i just got wet like yeah. that was baptism <laughs> okay. like that was it i was like okay, okay. god I I where are you at yeah. but then anyway, like and then I, I continued still going to church, like still following my parents wherever they went. Um, but uh, this new pastor came into to Winnipeg. His name is David Guzman. Shout out. He's in Alberta now. But uh, he really changed the game for me um, and really uh, like allowed me to create a definition of Jesus, okay. um, of my Jesus, of who Jesus was to me. And at that point, there was a turning point in my faith where my family's faith was not my family's faith anymore. It was my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I truly think that's when I started to walk with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then around that time, I got really sick. Um, I started losing tons of weight. Uh, I was 80 pounds. Uh, so literally like skin and bones. Um, you could like, you, you literally, that's it. Um, I kept telling my mom like, oh, I was, I'm okay, okay. It's just a growth spurt. No. I'm growing. I'm growing. That's why I'm losing weight. Um but ultimately, my mom was like, you're crazy if you think you're just growing. Mm-hmm. So she took me to the hospital. They did lots of tests on me, tons of tests. I was like getting poked left and right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that all that good stuff. Um, and then finally, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. If you don't know and you're listening, it's an autoimmune disorder. Uh, it's a type of irritable bowel disease. Okay. Uh, so I just have gut issues. I have okay. stummy issues. Stummy issues. Yeah, sometimes my stummy hurts. Um so I went on a diet to kind of give my stu- my stomach some stomach stum- <laughs> stomach some some like a break. I get it. So I, I was on a liquid diet for six mm-hmm. weeks, six straight weeks. I couldn't eat any solids, and like through all of this process of me like getting better and me getting diagnosed, I just kept being like, "What is like what is this like?" I, I just reconfessed my love to you, and I started mm-hmm. walking with you for real, and now like I feel like God is punishing yeah. me with this sickness or whatever. And this is a really interesting story, but like my mom was so concerned with me. Nothing against my mom. I know she like was just thinking about the best of me, but she took me to my aunt's house and my aunt, it, she's not SDA. So she was kind of like into like witchy <laughs> stuff. No. So she, she grabbed an egg from the fridge okay. and it made me like hold it. Oh my and gosh. I held the egg like this Jesus in my hand. And uh, I was just holding it for maybe like half an hour. Okay. And then she took the egg from me and she put it in like a glass of water. And then based on how the egg floated in the glass, my the aunt was like, yeah, someone in the Philippines is putting uh, a curse on you. From where? Manila? And I was like, no. what? That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. But like, I understand my mom, like, yeah. she was just so like lost and she yeah. was just looking for answers. Desperate times, um, desperate measures. And I know she was just like finding the best for me. But, yeah. you know, someone was cursing me. And I and for the longest time, I thought it was a curse too. Um, from an egg. From an egg. I know, right? But like, come come like a couple years, couple years later, I'm in I'm in remission now. So like, mm-hmm. it's dead. Praise like, all praise be, man. Like, mm-hmm. I would not be able to function if I if I wasn't medicated and if I wasn't in remission. So, um, but for the longest time, I 
I thought that sickness was a was a curse, it's a mm. disease. Um, and then that pastor actually, I haven't gonna grab my phone because um, one of my favorite verses. If you're listening, and you are listening, First <laughs> Corinthians ten thirteen. Send in the link if you should know. Uh, I'm reading First Corinthians ten thirteen. Um, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful; He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Mm. So uh, after I finished that that whole sickness thing and mm-hmm. um, after all the, the hardships I went through, like I, mm. st- I just kept thinking about like God has already planned a way of escape. Mm. So, so like whatever is going on to me, yeah. this is, there's a reason for it right. happening. So yeah, that was, that was, that was that. Yeah. How old were you, sorry, even? I was like 14. Okay, 14. When yeah. this happened. I mean, it's a tough time. Like, when you're a kid that age, you're still figuring out the world. Yeah. So, for, figuring out yourself yeah. and your body, like. Dude, you want to know a funny story, actually? I was, yes. like, in the hospital. In my, not my deathbed, because I wasn't dying. But, okay. like, I was literally in the hospital. And then the school, my school at the time had come to come, had come to visit okay. me. Um, and I was going to go into grade 10. And grade 10 is, like, the final year at my academy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, I'm in the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Literally, like sick sick as sick and then the principal comes next to me and he whispers in my ear and he goes do you want to run for president next year oh i was like dude i'm literally laying oh, in a hospital bed am i gonna make it next year like, and you're, gonna, you even saying you're right? asking me to run for president yeah. in in the hospital right now like you're freaking crazy <laughs> great campaign slogan by the way great no campaign. for real <laughs> but like my the influence didn't stop even though i was sick yeah um and god was still using me yeah. even in the hospital to like be, i don't know so yeah. there's definitely a reason for, beauty for all in the of that. chaos i guess beauty in the chaos yeah, yeah. um it doesn't stop there though because i graduate from academy and go to public school you know what happens in public school actually it's different for everybody <laughs> yeah. but i guess like i'm just the type of person to get immersed yeah in culture whatever that means to you mm-hmm. um so i dove into a really unhealthy lifestyle mm-hmm. um you know, partying, drinking, all of that mm-hmm. not good stuff. And I lost sight of all of the things that God had defined mm-hmm. um, in my life before that. Uh, because I wanted to fit in. Because I wanted to have a good time, whatever yeah. that looks like. Um, it got to a point even where my mom was telling me that the church was praying for me. Because wow. uh, they thought I was going to leave the church. Oh, poor knock. I know. So no. I was ferv- being fervently prayed for. But I guess it worked. Because mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, I, I, I figured out that like, all of that stuff wasn't benefiting me mentally, spiritually, or physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't make sense for me to continue in that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the prayers worked. So mm-hmm. thank you, congregation. Shout out to, Props. Um, Shout out to West Park Church. Yep, there you go. <laughs> name dropping. We're name dropping. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, that re- really brought me back to my center um, and really back to the definition of of uh, who Jesus was in my life when right. I was yeah. when I was 14. Um, and that really changed the game for me. I just uh, dove into ministry, dove into leadership, and um, I was called to serve as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what brought me here to CIV, mm. here to Fraser Valley. Um, so it definitely has not been an easy faith journey. Yeah. Um, and I think some of us take for granted being growing up in the SDA church. 100% yeah I think so and um, you know we, we think that there's something better for us out there mm-hmm. when we just gotta look at where we are yeah. um, and just be thankful for 
the faith journey that we have mm-hmm. while we're still here. Yeah, no, that's very true. And it's funny you say that, because um, I think we both, in a similar sense, we have that same, like, we grew up in the SDA church, and eventually we had to make it our own, you know? Like, it was one point our family, like, our parents' religion, and then we would go, obviously, like, to not create any problems, make them feel like, you know, like, okay, we're listening, don't worry, we're going. And it, it's beautiful even you talking about it because I'm like, I'm thinking about myself. I'm like, when did I make it my own? When did I say, okay, like, this is the religion that I'm going to stay in. This is what I believe in. This is what I follow. And um, it's hard, I think. It's really hard because, yeah. like, obviously, I think also growing up, like, there are points where you want to rebel against your parents. You can choose it to be, like, morals, you know, like, at one point I can relate like I tried to do all the things that I wasn't allowed to do um but I think eventually I knew in the back of my head like no this is not where I'm supposed to be this is not what I'm supposed to be doing and eventually it brought me to believing in truly not only myself but my relationship with God and who I am who that makes me as a person as a Christian yeah um so yeah I think like claiming it like it's I think a lot of the young adults out there can relate to as well, like making your religion your own, not just your parents and trying to detach yourself from that. Yeah. But also I think it's also changing for us as well. Like the way it was with for my father was a lot different. I mean, he went through his ups and downs as well. But what that looked like for him and all the rules he had to follow, and I'm thinking about myself as well. When did I make it my own? Because obviously there's so tr- so much traditions and whatnot, and when we're growing up as well, like there's things that we want to bring into the church. Um, so yeah, I think make it our own, you know. Yeah. So that's why I think it's like we're st- even even now, mm-hmm. like you're twenty three, you're twenty three, I'm twenty five. Uh, we're still defining. Um, our faith, our faith journeys, mm-hmm. even here at CAV and even here at our ministries, um, and I, that's why I think these platforms are so important, right? Yeah, because it allows us to grow our faith, mm-hmm. um, allows us to hear things from a different perspective, mm-hmm. um, and allows us just to lean into each other's stories, right. which I think brings us together as a community as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, thank you for sharing. I know it's probably hard for you as well because like. You're new to the province and it's tough. Like I can, I don't know. Like I haven't had to experience what it's like to move to a new place again and just like find new friends and find a community. Um, so how has that been for you? Like, tell us that's pretty recent, hey? Yeah. Super recent. Yeah. I moved here in July. Okay. Um, July 25. And I mean, I guess the, the first couple of weeks there was camp meeting. Mm-hmm. So I was going to camp meeting. Um, camp meeting. There's tons of people at camp mm-hmm. meeting. Like, That's like Coachella, oh. SDA Coachella. <laughs> SDA Coachella? SDA Coachella. You bring the best fits for the 10 days. That's and, yeah. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. SDA Coachella camp meeting. That's hilarious. But yeah, like I'm from Manitoba, right? Mm-hmm. So my camp meeting is maybe like 500 people. Okay. Maybe like 1,000 people. And then, like, I came to camp meeting here at Hope, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, yeah, I expect, like, 7,000, 8,000. I was like, huh? Yeah, what does that That's even look like? That's a ton of people. Yeah. But, um, you know, at first, it was overwhelming, for sure. Mm-hmm. I felt a little lost. Um, this would be, like, my fourth time having to adjust 
because okay. uh, I had to move. I had to go to public school, so I had to adjust. And then I went to public university. Then I had to adjust. Then I went to Berman. I had to adjust. Dang. Then uh, coming here, I had to adjust as well. Um, but, you know, I was really attracted to CIV because okay. because of the uh, population of young adults here. Um, like, you, you know, I don't think you would be able to find a, like a young adult population like CIVs, honestly, wow. for real. Because I said, when I went to... Say that louder for the people in the bed. When I went to like Sabbath school, yeah. to see a full Sabbath school of young adults, yeah. like that's unheard of. Really? Like that's literally uncalled. Okay. So, because back home, I guess... This ties into my journey. I was like kind of the only one in, left in my generation. Mm-hmm. So everyone else was like younger. So mm-hmm. a couple years younger. Uh, so to be at a Sabbath school where everyone was my age was kind of like, phew, mm-hmm. like mind blowing. Um, but it, it was refreshing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was crazy to see so many young yeah. adults still in the church. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely something in the water here at CIV that's wow. making people stay. Um, so I, I decided to stay too. So I've been out here, um, yeah, just finding ways to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also helps with my integration as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like serving on the worship team, um, helping out with Valley Co. Or, or just being at Valley Co. Yeah. Uh, events and things like that. Uh, but there's there's a space mm-hmm. for young adults here. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important in in many like faith journeys. For sure. That there's space in a yeah. church for for our age group. It, 100%. I think it's also very easy for us to go find, I think even for myself, like I think about my peers, like validation. And some of us need that sometimes, like yeah. especially in the age that we're going through, we're lost about like what we're going to do with our lives and like marriage and like finding a spouse and all these things. And it's just like, it's very easy to walk away from the church, but also I think, yeah, you're right. Like we have this space and I think it's beautiful that we can utilize this. We can talk and we can tell our stories and whatnot. So yeah, I'm also really excited. Like this is a beautiful thing we can learn from each other. So yeah. So tell us about worship though. I, I, I mean, I know you, 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 you sing. So what, why worship? Why, why did you feel like it was worship? Hmm. Yeah, I feel like music is a universal language. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, no matter what culture you are, uh, you have or, mm-hmm. or where you come from, music is tied into your culture. Uh, growing up, it definitely was. I, my parents sang and they played instruments. And growing up, like, even just, like, in the church and stuff, I was built. I was built to do that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was trained to do that stuff. But I learned to love it. Um, and... You know, I, it became a passion when I started to seek out more opportunities uh, to do those kind of things. So, like, even in school, um, like, leading chapels and nice. things like that. You classic. probably did that yep. stuff classic. too, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and then later leading, like, praise bands for the city and, and things. We would do youth rallies. Mansask is Manitoba and Saskatchewan. So, okay. sometimes we would drive eight hours to Saskatchewan Dang. for a youth rally. Um, but we would do like do the music there and it'd be fun times. Um, but I, I just found like this passion for serving in that way mm-hmm. and, and for communicating my faith through the music that mm-hmm. I was doing. Um, yeah, when we're, t- we're talking about faith journeys, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you can, I, I don't know, but this is just me. Like you can kind of see somebody's faith journey and the way that they worship. 
100%. Right? No, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think in in my way, my testimony, you know that song? This is my testimony. Yeah. Yeah, like literally, my testimony is the song that I sing. Mm-hmm. Um, songs that I sing. Mm-hmm. Um, and each song is a testament of, of faith. Right. So I think when it comes to being here and being new, um, that's just a ministry that has always been a part of my life and mm. that has such a big impact uh, that I just want to continue doing it until I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I, this is like crazy you're saying this because I'm like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Um, but I mean, I can relate, like, my parents at one point, like, even when I was at the church, they'd always put my sister and I in the front, cute little dresses, standing there with a microphone singing, like, happy birthday, Jesus, I'm so glad it's Christmas, you know, Um, but at one point, I kind of just, like, was like, okay, well, you know when, like, you're getting forced to do something, and then, like, when they tell you to do it, and then you're like, no, I don't want to do it anymore, like, Mom's like, do the dishes, and you're going to walk and do the dishes. Yeah, that's how I felt at one point. I was like, she keeps telling me to do this. I don't want to do it anymore. So um, the older I got, it wasn't something that I really, like, enjoyed doing, like, when I was, like, 14 or something like that. Yeah. Until it, Actually, it was until I came to CIV, and I came for one Saturday when my parents first came to check it out. And the first thing that drew me was the worship. And... In my mind, I was like, no way, this is how we can worship. I've been so used to traditional, you open the hymn, you know, open page 423. So seeing that, and like, obviously it was something that back in the day, I only thought Elevation Worship could do, you know, sing those songs. So I was like, wow, that was, I went home and I I remember my sister and I were like, telling my parents, we have to go back. Um, no hate on hymns, though. Oh yeah, no. We 100%. love the hymns. No, we no, love no, the yeah. hymns. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. No, no, no. Don't get me canceled. Don't get me canceled. No, but it, it's something that I was so used to, like tradition. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with like I think also hymns when we do it here at church too. It's beautiful. Like it's poetry. Yeah. It, it's a psalm in itself. It's poetry. I think even the contemporary music that is written to it, it's poetry. Um, it's a testimony as well. Like people write. You know whether it is like how they felt, their journeys, and um, yeah, I think music is is a testimony in itself. But um, yeah, so when I came, I was like, no way, like, this is insane, like, I can do this. Um, So I was like, okay, I told my parents, like, let's go back. And also my friends were here too, like, I then I moved back to Fraser Valley, Um, and I just wanted to be around my friends but also it was the music i will say it was the music that drew me here um i just remember though i just never really thought i could be on the stage though at that time when i was 16 i was like nah it's okay i'll just sit here in the back and what's unfortunate too is like i think every teenage probably kid goes through this where they're like not really paying attention in the sermon maybe they're disrupting they're like talking to their friends and stuff like that um yeah, I used to do that. So I've been there, me too. Yeah, at one point, you kind of open your eyes and you're like, okay, like I'm here. I think I have to listen. Um, and I remember I was like, okay, 
it was for my um, graduation. And my friends were like, oh, yeah, you should do something. And also was like, okay, I want to do something because I haven't sung in a long time. Like last time I sung was like I was a kid or something. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll do something for my grad. Um, I chose a song, So Will I. And I remember I was like going to go and memorize the lyrics, but like as a script, you know, I was going, I printed it out. I remember I was just memorizing the lyrics. And at one point, like when I went to go memorize them again, I was like reading the words and I was like, no way. Like, how have I been missing all of this? Like life changing, like words. I was like, no way. And um, I will say though, I was still very nervous to do get up on the stage. Like CIV stage can be sometimes a little bit intimidating, but like if you think about it, then I, it took me some time also to think about it. That's not a stage like at all for any performance or anything like that. I'm there to lead. I'm there to bring the congregation and like make them feel comfortable. Um, yeah, so I think it was after that. And I remember then Jolly was like, Alex, I didn't know you could sing. And I was like, yeah, I didn't know either. <laughs> I forgot. Um, and she was like, yeah, you should join the worship team. I was like thinking about it, thinking about it. And my parents were like, yeah, 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 you should do it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. So this was like, I don't know, 2018. So I was like, what, five, six years ago? Like five years. Oh my word. Yeah. No way. That's insane. Anyways, but I mean, even since then, I've done a lot of growing because like I said, that sometimes when you're up there, it can be really intimidating and um, it can go to your head. It really can. Um and when I first was on there, I remember I just wanted to be perfect. I wanted to put on a show. I wanted to put on the best performance ever and prove to these people that I can sing. But in the sense of like, I can sing well, not like I can worship well, you mm. know? Mm. Um, and I obviously got stuck in my head. And when I first did my lead, I was like, voice cracking. And I was like, why? And I think that was also a humbling experience for me, too. I was like, why are you trying so hard? Um, it was Reckless Love. Mm. Reckless Love classic. That was like yep. 2018, 2019 yep. anthem. Yep. Everybody be singing yep. that. We were singing that. It was, yeah, it was a bop for real. But a couple months go by and I'm at camp again. And I'm like, they asked me to sing a song, like to lead the kids camp worship and I remember that song came up again, like we were doing Reckless Love. But this time it was different because I, I, I don't know, also was it because it was kids that were like in front of me. It wasn't like a bunch of like a big congregation of like yeah. adults and all that. Um, that I, that was the first time I felt myself let go. And it took me some time. It took me some time. I was even on the stage sometimes, even like nervous, like, oh my gosh, I'm on stage. Like, oh, like freaking out. Like, but I wasn't thinking about like, why was I nervous? Was I nervous for myself, for the people, or was I nervous to, like, you know, for him? Like, mm. like there wasn't really, um, it was more for, like, what I was going to look like, you yeah. know? Um, anyway, so, yeah, it was then at kids camp where I we sang Reckless Love, and it was really weird. I just let myself go. Um, maybe weird isn't the right word, but it was, it was me being vulnerable in that sense of, like, I'm going to sing, but I'm going to sing with my heart, not with like my voice, mm. you know? Um, and I let myself go and I realized that like, 
worship is a form of expression and i express myself whether it was to like these 12 year old kids they're probably just like okay like go off sis but (laughs) in my mind i was like singing the lyrics i was singing those words like and i was believing them to be true and um ever since then when i came back like because then i took a year off school um and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stay here at CIV more often. I had to learn, but I grew in that sense of, like, making worship an expression. It was my way of communicating with God as well, like, what songs we're doing. I'm going to sing that, and I'm going to believe it. And I'm going to make this moment when I'm on, you know, the stage. It's me and God, not me and these people. It's me and God. And it's the way I praise Him and the way I talk to Him. So, and it's... It's like, I think about it, I'm like, it's me and God, and then people are there with me, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, I think for me, it took a lot of growing to do, and just, I think some can relate. It's sometimes intimidating, and it's like, but when you fully let yourself go, and you fully surrender yourself in the moment of like the wor- lyrics, because I think the lyrics hit so much more than like any musical instrument could, but yeah, that was like, that's when I realized like I talk to God through music and God talks to me through music. Mm. So yeah, it was definitely a journey. Yeah, I feel like we could talk about worship. Oh like, yeah, no, 100%. Forever. <laughs> yeah. So if you uh, are listening and you want to hear maybe a worship series in the future, true. Uh, drop a comment. Are we doing comments? Are there comments? Uh, there's comments now. Yeah, there's comments. Drop a comment down down below. Yeah. Um, like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, let us know what you want to hear. Um, if you want to hear more about worship, we can uh, get Jolly on here. Yeah. We can get more people on here. But yeah, you know, it's just me, me, like me and Alex have have told our faith journeys, and um, you know, the emphasis is that our faith journeys are never are never finished. The story is exactly. is never ending. Yeah. Um, and the end goal hopefully for or for my faith is is heaven that's the end goal mm. um and the journey is pastor nim shared last last week is it gets narrow um and it won't be easy mm-hmm. um and it never is easy uh, i think every faith journey there's some struggles because we live in a world of sin of course, um yeah. but it's a journey that's what it is yeah it continues on so we would love to to hear some of your guys' stories out there. Yes. Uh, so please, 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 please uh, drop a comment if you want to yeah, be a part of the know. podcast. Um, we would love to hear your story. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has a story to tell. So we we want to hear them, and we also want to make you guys comfortable. So, yeah. We um, got an extra seat on the couch right here. We can make you feel nice and cozy. Right there. Um, it's a really soft couch, if I'm describing for those who are listening. Yeah, and I think it's also, like, thank you, Ryan, for being a part of this as well. Like, we're young and we're learning. I mean, we don't, like, you guys know, you've heard it from us. We're still learning and we've had a couple of bumps in the road, but we're here. And we want to serve and we want to, we, we want to get to know each other and we want to be vulnerable together. And I think that's how we grow. Also, as a church, this is also a growing platform for our church as well. So, um, and if there's any young adults that are out there as well and they don't think that they're adequate, like, look at us. Like, take it. Like, we're not be perfect. Be a part of the podcast. We're not perfect. Come join um, us. But, yeah. 
So yeah, thanks guys for listening to us. We could probably go on forever, for a long literally time. forever. But don't worry, we have more episodes coming up. Can't so wait for the next good. episode, next yeah. podcast. Hopefully, we can get some more people in here, whether they're young or old, yes, or middle aged or whatever mm-hmm. the definition of age is. Uh, yeah, can't wait for more episodes. Yep. This is the first of many. Uh, so shout out. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Bye.